podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it's the Anfield Wrap. It's not Neil Atkinson, it's Rob Gutman. Neil Atkinson is off, we think, with a hangover somewhere in the Dublin area. Uh, I won't go into the detail. I've got Neil Jones from Goal with me. I've got Chloe Bloxham and I've got Kev Walsh. Before we get stuck in, I've got a plug for our forthcoming Anfield Wrap tour of Ireland in February. Three dates, Belfast, Dublin and Cork. Tickets are available at theanfieldwrap.com forward slash tour live now. Uh, we're also going to be bringing our live show to North America for a six-date tour in March, it says here. Toronto, Boston, New York City, Austin, Atlanta, Delaware. More info on that soon. I want to do that one. Hmm. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Now, let me go back to my agenda. I'm swapping around my applications on my phone. I'm taking you behind the curtain here. Shrewsbury, what a game, Neil. What a game, what a day. Actually, it was a strange strange feeling not to win a game again. It was a bit like old times when Liverpool... Yeah. But the halcyon days when Liverpool were shite. Yeah, it was. It was nice to just have a reminder of the days when Dejan Lovren was to blame for everything. Yes, yeah, rolling ev- back the years. Every, every conceded goal was a, 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 you know, a major blemish. But, yeah, it was... <laughs> It was a bad game, wasn't it, from Liverpool? Yeah. They, they played the, they played really poorly, I thought, and you know I don't think they could have argued if they'd have lost the game. Actually, you look at the balance of chances. You look at the fact that their goal was the second goal was an absolute shambles. Shrewsbury <laughs> <laughs> that they didn't do anything really to earn, um, and I thought it was a uh, it was quite telling that you saw. Mo Salah, who I, I actually joked to James Pierce before the game, I said, there's no way Salah and Firmino have got the boots. I said, yeah, I said yeah. they're, here, they're here to sign some autographs and to sort of give the, the presentation that they're, you know that, that, that this is a serious team that's come down. But lo and behold, 15 minutes from the end, they're, uh, they're getting stripped and ready. And I think that said it all about how the day went for Liverpool. Yeah, I actually wanted to talk about the selection, including the bench, Chloe. I thought it was interesting that they were picked. Um, and I my first feeling was... I was speaking to Steve Graves, who was with me and sitting next to me watching it in the boozer. And we we came to the conclusion, I don't know if we were right or wrong, that Klopp half had an eye on keeping them in rhythm. And I think he always planned to give them 10 minutes. Either we were running away with the game and he'd got Mo on to, to, to score a couple. Anyway, genuinely, what was your thoughts on the selection, the 11 and the subs? Um, from the start, 11, I didn't mind it. You know, we've, we've put out similar teams with a couple of senior players here and there against Everton and Arsenal. Um, and to be fair, it was our senior players who actually let us down a bit more than the youngsters. I thought the youngsters could be proud of, of what they produced against Shrewsbury on Sunday. But I think when looking at the game, some senior players were a bit rocky um, in and out of possession. You could tell some of them had, had, had been lacking first team games, obviously because of injuries and just coming back. Um, but you needed to get the likes of Dejan Lovren and, and, and Matip back in and give them actually a couple of minutes because, you know, in big games, say Virgil goes off injured, which, you know, would be a nightmare and my worst nightmare. You know, you can't have Dejan or Matip coming off the bench with, with no game time behind them. You know, they're going to be even rusty than they were against Shrewsbury and in the Premier League and Champions League games and and more significant games through our run at this moment in time, you know, you can't have someone who's not in form or not actually got a bit of rhythm to them. Um, so on that front, I wasn't surprised with the team selection. I was I was quite happy with it, to be honest. Um, and I think from a, from a point of where our senior players maybe let us down and you could tell that like we, we, we were lacking first team um, play, play, players Experience. in a sense, yeah. Like the composure was just not there. We're like in a game, we control everything. It was a bit like, oh, I see a player running at me, let's hoof it. 
and that's that's not us. And for Matip and Fabinho, because uh, Fabinho, who is one of my favourites, he, he he had some uh, rocky moments in in that game. For them to, I can understand. Um, Lovren, I can understand. But then again, you know, he can be a brilliant player on his day, and still, you wouldn't be surprised if he made a ninetieth minute parlay. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a bit fun, isn't it? Like. In a sense, you know, you've got Zegsy messing up at the back. When the goal went in, I just kind of sat there and thought to myself, wow, like, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a bit of fun in a sense because we're not used to this. We're used to Virgil absolutely commands and everything with a bit of Joe Gomez. And Lovren just really misses a ball like he could clear and they go on and, and get back into the game. And I think overall, the youngsters played well and the senior players maybe lacked but at the same time when they're coming back from injuries being so long out you can't really blame them for not having any rhythm and um, this was the game to put them players in do you think there's a kind of inevitability about games like this Kev I don't care how good or bad Liverpool are you're on a bit of a hiding to nothing in this sort of fixture and I thought it was a bit I don't know the expression is after the Lord Mayor show even though you, you got the youngsters with something to prove you got the old pros coming back with something to prove and to get things in their legs you're never going to get the motivation and intensity and you are going to get the anxiety that the, you, there's no there's, it's almost like a no win scenario and I think that plays into, into minds yeah but I think also what we've we maybe got a little bit carried away with the Everton win. The Everton win was fantastic, wasn't it? But yeah. by the same token, it, it that was well. It, it now looks like a bit of a one-off. I don't think it was a one-off, as in the players are never going to make it or anything like that. I think it's just you're looking at a game like that, and the players probably thought, "Oh my god, this is the moment!" And then the crowd go from thinking we're not going to win yet to let's get behind. But there is the Arsenal game thing. as well. That was there's evidence in that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, did we play that well in the Arsenal game? I'm, I'm not no. 100% sure we did. I thought some of the players we had in that Arsenal game, Nico Williams, of course, believe you, I didn't think he played that well. No. But he's gone on to improve. And again, he was he was quite good yesterday. To be fair to him, Nico Williams. But the Shrewsbury game, as you say, the hiding to nothing thing. We're talking about getting minutes in legs. The likes of Lovren and Matter. But a bit of Lovren's going to be going. Why am I getting put in with these? Do you know what I mean? Because we know what he, we know what his mindset is. His mindset is. Well, I'm I'm a first team player, and I should be in the first team, regardless of the the the, the things you can see. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's clearly not. But sometimes you you want them to be like, okay, well, I'll take the I'll take the ball by the horns, and I'll I'll boss this game. But a bit of them might have been thinking, you know what? I can't be asked. Should be on Sunday nights. What am I doing here? I want to be playing in the Champions League. We've got to let's go Madrid next week. So. As much as you want to think that the first teamers will go out and act professionally, you've got to remember that they're just they're just fellas at the end of the day. They're professional sportsmen, but by the same token, you've got all the same problems that normal people have got with the daily work lives. So to them, that was work yesterday. And going to work against Shrewsbury on a Sunday night is not as exciting as going to work on at Anfield on a Saturday against Everton. No. I mean, we talked, Chloe touched on the youngsters, uh, Neil. I thought they were a mixed bag, actually. I thought, and I agree with Kev that Nico played well. I, th- I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm not damning a 16-year-old boy, but I, th- I thought Harvey Elliott came off the pitch looking disappointed with, with his performance. Yeah. And even though Curtis scores a nice goal, I, I think he will also have been a, a bit frustrated. Yeah, maybe not maybe not necessarily Curtis. I thought he was probably best player, Liverpool's best player, I thought, in the game. I suppose the bar was low. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a low bar. Yeah. I, th- I, did, I mean, I, I thought, I agree with, with Kev, actually. I mean, I thought this was a, this is a tougher game than Everton. I don't know, that's, that's, not, that's not me... Gleefully sticking the boot into Everton, which would always happen, which would be, I'm sure, would be welcomed around the table. But it was because Everton takes care of itself, doesn't it? You've got adrenaline, you've got the home backing, and you've got a team that are going to play in a way that them youngsters are going to going to know 
how to deal with. So yeah. then, you know, that that uh, Everton, all Premier League teams are pretty, you know, with the exception of maybe Burnley and, you know, the odd, the odd Newcastle potentially. All Premier League teams play the same way and all Academy teams play the same way. So you know you know the patterns, you know what they're sort of going to do. Obviously, the pace and the experience is going to be a bit different and the strength, the physical strength. But you can generally plan for it as a young player, whereas a pitch like that, fans who, you know, they were... They were they were pretty good. The Shrewsbury fans they made a good noise. They were, yeah. you know, I know they um, they enjoyed being on the pitch at the end, despite the the hilarious attempts of the uh, the the loudspeaker to tell them to get off the pitch <laughs> when there's like fourteen thousand of them. You think probably leave it, mate. You know, give it, give them a couple of minutes. He was still drumming while Klopp was doing his um, his post match interviews. Just the drum was still going in the main stand. So, you know, that's a different ex- experience for these players, and we've seen. We've seen these under twenty threes. I've been to watch them this season in the uh, the football league trophy. Went to watch them at Oldham. Went to watch them at Accrington. A lot of those players, Laruzzi and you know Nico Williams, they played in those games and they found it tough because these yeah. are these are gnarled, grizzled pros who are who are you know it's their big day, isn't it? You know, and yeah. I think um, I don't necessarily think that the youngsters were the reason Liverpool didn't didn't perform, but I always thought it was going to be a bigger challenge for them than it was, you know, taking on uh, Everton at home. Let's say that way. Well, let's let's talk about the, the the challenge to come then, Chloe. I mean, Klopp was very came out straight after the game, and it, uh, as though I don't know whether he made the de- uh, the decision on the hoof during that second half. Thinking if this goes to a fucking replay, I am definitely not putting out any first team <laughs> no, players. I can confirm he definitely didn't. That was always going to be the plan. That was always, always be, the plan. All right, can I stay with Neil on this? I'll come back to you for a reaction in a minute, Chloe. Well, what is that? Did you get you get the sense talking to him afterwards then that that was the plan? That if it went to a yeah. replay, just no. But why? It, he, I didn't. His reason. Sorry, I just, in as yeah. much as his reason didn't overly convince. It sounded like he was. He, it was a. And I don't want to disrespect the manager, but a, a reason he'd contrived for the press. Well, for the public. Yeah, than, I, I. I think so. I mean, you look. I think it's it's a stand, isn't it? It's almost strike action, isn't it? From, from yes, you know, in that in that regard, not not quite as dramatic as that. Working to rule. It, it, it's it's right. Nothing will change unless we do. Something drastic, and they, they they're gonna do that. Um, clearly, I mean, there's different briefings going on, obviously. But Liverpool's Liverpool's um, well reasoning was we got a letter from the Premier League which said you don't schedule any games for the the two week break that we're going to give you, which is what the Premier League clubs have been asking for a winter break. They've got the sort of first wave of that with two weeks. It's not not as big as Germany or you know no. other, other countries that have it, but it's a start. Yeah, um, and so. Then they get another letter from the Premier League, from the FA, sorry, saying, "Congratulations on your break, but just to let you know that if you if you manage to cock up your fourth round tie as Liverpool did, yeah. let's not forget that. Let's not let's not forget the only reason they're in the position is because they couldn't hold on to a two 0 lead away at a League One team. Then your break's going to be not fourteen days; it's going to be ten. And yeah. So Liverpool knew that they've obviously had the issue with the Carabao Cup, where you know they've had to make a stand in that regard, and they're thinking, well. We can't keep, or we're not prepared to keep doing that and keep, you know, flogging our players to, to whatever, or keep dancing to the tune of different organisations asking for different needs at different times of the year. So we're going to stick up and for ourselves and and do this that way. And I don't actually, I I agree broadly with the point that Klopp makes about the fixtures, but I don't agree with this decision yeah, at all. Either. I think it's, um, I think it's. He'll, he'll argue it's necessary because otherwise, what's going to change? But I, th- I think in the cold light today, I think Liverpool will regret it if they go through with it, which I do expect that they will. 
Yeah, Chloe, it does feel like cutting off nose to spite face because it would, if you didn't want, if, if it's not about making a point, if it's about pra a practical consideration, he could just do what he did yesterday, rest 11 first first teamers and put out a perfectly serviceable team and actually give actually beyond that give needed minutes to a Shakiri or a Milner who could be fit by then a Kaito who I was surprised didn't get minutes yesterday the I, I as it was going through the game I, I was saying to to, to to people sitting with me I was going I don't mind this replay this is you know if we go out we go out but I don't mind the replay it just gives us a chance to give more minutes to Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones and more minutes to uh, fringe players why is this a bad thing and yet Klopp's taking this fairly extreme position yeah, um, when I heard it, I'd, actually when, you know, thinking about a replay, I, I thought to myself, there's no way he's going to play a load of uh, senior players. But I did expect a similar a similar team in the sense of a couple of senior players here and there, but mainly youngsters get some time, uh, minutes under your belt, progress through and, and, and maybe, you know, doing everything again in the sense of, you know, you've won a massive game. Now can you go and win another one back to back? And and I think from a for this competition, if you were to ask me at the beginning, would I be bothered if we went out? If it meant winning the winning the league or anything like that, I would have said no. I'd have took that. But at the same time, every competition you're in, you want to win. I want to win this competition. I want to win any competition we're in. And at this moment. I don't see it that big of a deal on the league, uh, so I, I, I don't, I don't think that when he's he's thought about this, he's thought that this could have any contribution to maybe not winning the league in May. I actually think it's just because he's had enough of of people telling him what what games he should play and when, and then also the fact that he puts out this team in in, in the FA Cup Carabao Cups like that, and then you get told you disrespect in the league because of the teams you are putting out. But then you face an opposition who are most likely not in your league, who are below you, and and then that these these competitions are chances to give the younguns some some time to grow and and to show the world what they've got, um, and then to get you know injury injury players back. So I do think. <laughs> Even though it, it it was already planned, I do think halfway through that game when he saw us, you know, put our foot off the gas, then come back into it, it was a bit like he was saying, fuck this, can't be arsed. And to be fair, like, you know, I, I don't blame him with how many fixtures the, the, the <coughs> Premier League especially play. But at the same time, it's a bit like when Pep Guardiola said we should get rid of this this cup. But what about the lower teams who this is everything for? may not mean a lot to Premier League teams who earn quite a bit of money. But, uh, you know, shoes becoming so much, they could earn like a million. And that is a lot to them. This this means a lot more to, to those teams. And if you scrap this this competition altogether, uh, just for, for games purposes, you know, that's affecting lower league teams as well. Well, I mean, Pep's, he, he may say get rid of the League Cup, uh, Kev, but he's also quite happy when people talk about him winning the domestic treble and being the first to do so. So you can't have it both ways. I I feel I feel it would be nice if the fans could quietly, without without it being any sort of any insurrection of any sort, let let Klopp know that we quite like to win this cup. No, I don't think we should. I don't think we should go uh, risk the the Champions League or the league points. But it's but to to virtually concede the competition. Which, but if we're going to put out the under twenty threes, even at home to Shrewsbury, we we run the risk of going out. And it also means whoever we draw in the next round, we're prepared to go out to. 
Liverpool are withdrawing from the FA Cup here, aren't they? All but. The FA, listen, man, if we got to Wembley, I'd have a lovely time down there and everyone else would, and that sounds. But the FA Cup's been dead since Man United didn't play in it when he went to the World Club Championship and it's, it's gone downhill since it's then. It's better than nothing. It, no, it, it is better than nothing, but the thing is, in five years' time, if we've had our peak and we're on our trough, sounds, let's go all out for the FA Cup. As it is now, I just don't care. I'm like, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm genuinely asking, I know the other thing I like about it, it feels very Alex Ferguson, what Klopp's doing here. Saying, listen, you think you're the bosses, but watch what I do now. Yeah. So he's, he's now taking something. Listen, I, I understand the reaction from Liverpool fans has been pretty much universally what you're saying. Yeah. But I see it from the other way where he's like, he's making himself the Ferguson like figure where he just says, well, fuck you. As, as you said before, work to real. Okay, we'll, we'll play in the FA Cup, but we'll do this because here's what we want. And as you say, if we don't change anything, Neil, nothing's going to change. If we just if we just go and play that game, nothing changes. And and the, the two week break then becomes basically a 10 day break. And they might they might move the game forward to the, the Friday or whatever, blah blah blah. When we come back, the FA Cup, it 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 used to be sad, and I've had some of my best days following Liverpool with the FA Cup. But by the same token, nowadays it just doesn't mean as much as it used to. And I know a lot. It means it still means a lot to a lot of people, and I'm not discounting that. But on a grander scale of things, people like Jurgen Klopp, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane. Finally tuned athletes who haven't, had, who haven't had a summer break for three and four years now, some of them between them. They're not going to look back on a career and look at a couple of FA Cups. The type of players who do that are the, top, are the play, type of players who Liverpool used to have who were the ones just below the top level. We've now got the top level players and we're going for the top level prizes. And I think the FA Cup's just unfortunately going to be a, a casualty. You know? I, 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 he's spot on, isn't he? But at the same time, it, it, it just shows, doesn't it, that Liverpool don't play the same sport as these clubs. Yeah. They're not play, it's not the same sport. You can call it football, and it looks like football, and it, it sounds like football, but it's not because because how can you how can you say well Liverpool don't care about the FA Cup, which I don't think they do. You've seen Klopp's team selections since he's been at Liverpool. Yeah. You know, remember the Exeter game where I think Ben Teke was captain in the the first game, and then Jose Enrique was captain in the replay. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, players yeah. played in that game that don't even play league football anymore. You know, yeah. who've, who've dropped out of the game entirely. Randall. Yeah, you know, Joe Maguire. I think came on in that game. Thiago Alori played minutes in that game. Was yeah. you know, wow. But um, <laughs> you look at that and you say, well, so so is the answer for Liverpool to just say, well, we don't we don't take part in the FA Cup anymore. Mm. Manchester United, Manchester City, we don't take part in the FA Cup. We saw. I mean, it's not just Liverpool. Watford. Did you see Watford's team at Tranmere on Thursday yeah, night? Mad, they, had, yeah. they had Andre Gray and Cabaselli, and I think other than that, it was players you'd never heard of. The bench was West seven. Br- West Brom leave out more players. West than Brom West leave out players. Eight where, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, Manchester City made nine or ten, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I know, right? It still looks like a decent side, but he still made nine or ten changes. Yeah, and but you look at it and you say, well, okay, what's the impact of Liverpool pulling out of it? Shrewsbury have made two hundred and fifty thousand nearly from this cup run, and that's not including the TV revenue from yesterday. The chances are that the replay will be on TV, whether Liverpool play me and you or whether they play <laughs> Salah and Mane. Yeah. So that's more money for them. That that's that's being taken away from these clubs. Lincoln have, Lincoln got to the quarterfinals as a non-league club and built a, a, a training ground and on entirely yeah. on the money that they got from the FA Cup. That's keeping that club moving forward. If you take that away, then what you're essentially saying is that's okay. Your sport can go and look after itself, and you do what you need to do. While the Premier League is a completely closed shop, and how how where do you close it from? Do you close it from the Championship because there's small clubs in the Championship, Millwall, who can't compete with yeah. that? Do you close it to League One and say, listen, you you, you can't play, you can't play with us? And I think it's getting closer and closer where something's going to have to change. And I think 
the idea of scrapping replays. I know why. I know why exactly why top clubs want to do it. But I think if you do that, you're taking the first step towards basically saying cutting the, cutting adrift the Premier League and the rest, and then that way you know where that leads. It leads towards the Premier League looking at the other half of the Premier League and saying, "Well, hang on, <laughs> you know, yeah. like Scotland, what you, very cut the league yeah. in half and play what each are you, other. Yeah, what are you yeah. doing playing against us, Norwich? You know, now you're gonna have to go as well, and then." We know where that leads. It leads to the, the the Super League of the world, doesn't it? Which I think a lot of people are expecting. Yeah, I mean, there's a finite. I mean, Klopp's banged this drum since he's been at Liverpool. There are a finite among, amount of games. The, the problem football's got, and this is, this is a show in itself, and we have sort of done this on other shows, is, is you know, you need to, ideally you need to trim two off the international calendar. <laughs> you maybe need to take a round out of the League Cup. You definitely need to take away the two-legged semi-final of the League Cup. That's yeah. a huge, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a no an brainer. easy strike. To, it's a, no, to it's a no-brainer, yeah. You probably do need to take away replays from the FA Cup to keep, to let the FA Cup survive and maybe even the Premier League needs to be trimmed by a couple of teams in the in the wider scheme of things. But unfortunately, the pressure's the other way about World Club Cup and about uh, an expanded Champions League. So... God knows what this all looks like in about <laughs> 10 years' time. In fact, there's not a question, Chloe, that was just me pontificating about <laughs> in January as well. You're Sorry? The Nations Cup in January again now, so you're going to have it even worse next next year. You're going to have a, a, mid, a mid-season World Cup in Qatar. Well, the, the only <laughs> way it's going is, is that you have to, and we are, have seen signs of this, I think, is you have, uh, the, the bigger clubs have to have two squads to, to try and deal with this. But Klopp's sort of going further now going I don't want to have two squads really he's going I want to have one squad and you can all fuck off <laughs> which is uh, which is which is an argument do you think Chloe despite the fact he's he's made his headlines now Jürgen he's played his cards he goes I am Neil Critchley saying Neil Critchley is going to manage that team is actually the biggest statement I think that he himself will not deign to do it and I'm going to play younger players he said do you think he will actually go as far as to pick a team similar to the one he picked against Villa or do you think it might be a little bit more mix and match like I don't know. Um, the odd, the odd first team of Mike Adrian, for example. Does he put Kelly and Adrian? Will it be that weaker team? Um, see, the thing with that is Aston Villa. A lot of the younger players, like Curtis Jones, who would have played in that, was actually in Qatar. Exactly. So it wasn't, it wasn't like a question of can we leave him behind because he needed this experience. He deserved that experience based on what he'd done under Jurgen and in the games that he had played. So. I, I can expect a similar team in the sense of I do reckon some of the unknown players who you've never probably heard of will end up on the bench or maybe on the first team squad, uh, the first team list. But I think you will see a lot more of the likes of Curtis Jones and that in in the first eleven instead because they've played in the first rounds. Well, you've 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 conceded to a two nil lead, yeah. If you're not going to play them in the seconds, they could lose confidence. Harvey Elliott was he was poor compared to what he usually looks like. Every time he, he usually gets on the ball, you usually think there's a chance here. Something's going to happen where that didn't really work out for him. And you could mm. see how angry he was with himself and disappointed. Yeah, I think you need to start him in this game. To say, I don't think there's any doubt in that, is yeah, there? Curtis exactly. and him part, yeah. But I think you need to start these players and say, make up for what you have done. Show show them that, that that team that beat Everton and had the resilience and was this outstanding team. Show them that you can do that again. And even against a hard-gritted team who are more physical and, and, and offer something different, show you can do it again. You know, and because... Uh, Dropping people from a two 0 lead against Shrewsbury, what's gonna what 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 will that do for the confidence? Then, where in the future are you gonna see them play another game if we get knocked out the FA Cup? 
it's it's these kinds of things, the knock-on effect of not playing them in this game. So I think you will see more of a diverse team in the sense of you will get some players who did play against Aston Villa, but I think you'll definitely see the higher end of, of that list. More senior juniors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very, very common. Okay, let's move on to West Ham. Kev, let's talk about them first before we talk about us and what we'll do. They're not in form. Moisey's come in. What have you made of them in the new Moisey era? The new Moisey era, it's, it's, very, it's very stale, isn't it? It's, the the Moisey era has been the same as it ever was at every club he's ever been on. Yeah. Even the Everton Moisey era wasn't as great as it was ever made out to be. West Ham are a mad one. I looked at them at the start of the season and thought, they've got half a chance here. You know, they put Alan up front, I thought he might have a go. They've got players like, um, oh, what's the... Anderson. Felipe Anderson. Felipe Anderson. He, he, he wouldn't look out of place in our squad. Him. Mm. They've got some cracking players there. But then, like even Fabianski had a great start of the season, didn't he? So it's something, they're like, a bit like Man United, where it's something from the top of the club down. It's like they're yeah. racked with doubt about themselves. West Ham, for me, they're moving to that new ground. It's it's just going to be a millstone around their neck forever because the atmosphere there is absolutely terrible. The fans ain't going there. And they go out and get a manager like uh, Pellegrini, and obviously he's already won a Premier League. He's got he's been given money to spend, and it hasn't quite worked out. And instead of gambling again, and obviously it's easy for me to say gamble because if they go down, it's an absolute nightmare for them. Yeah. But instead of gambling again on a decent manager of with a little bit of class and a little bit of worldly wisdom, they've just gone to what is effectively going to be the new Sam Allardyce. So for the next ten to fifteen years, every time a club's in trouble, it'll be get Moisey in for for twelve, eighteen months. Do you know what I mean? It'll just be like that, and you you never build nothing with him, are you? No, I mean, do you know what you actually, this is probably how his career goes now, because they're just about good enough to stay up because the yeah. shite below them. Yeah. So Moisey goes, look, I've got another team out of trouble and then uh, Bournemouth go for him next season. Exactly, yeah. So he's just, he's just like this generation's Alan Pardew, Sam Allardyce and Harry Redknapp when he was at it. It's just a load, it's a load of shit, isn't it, for West Ham fans? And West Ham fans deserve more for me. I like them as, as a club. I always remember coming out the FA Cup final 2006 and them clapping as we were coming out. And I thought, what a nice touch because if it had been the other way around, I'd have been in tears myself. I suppose that's when I cared about the FA Cup. Like, but <laughs> they, they do deserve more, but their ownership is their cowboys, aren't they? And obviously, they've got the, what's his name, Karen, Karen Brady, Brady, is it? Fucking running, running the business side of the show. It's, it all feels a little bit more. It's like some sort of celebrity, fucking real life. Channel 5 <laughs> documentary is it you know what I mean Joe Cole was quite interesting I thought at the weekend and I know that's not going to be a, a great start to a sentence but Joe, <laughs> Joe Cole was interesting when he said West Ham traditionally players go there for a bit of a holiday he said they go to West Ham and they're living in London they've got a nice life they're not under great pressure to win anything the yeah. sort of you know the, there's this like sort of Weird myth that oh you've got to play a certain way to play for West Ham yeah and you and so it's like well you know we we have a good go against United when they come here that's all right you yeah. know but never mind forget when we go to Bournemouth we can get beat three 0 down there because you know no one expects us to do anything and you look at the, the the players they buy they always they always do seem to go that way don't they, they buy players who you go hey, he's a good player isn't he and then you see after six months you go what's happened to him. <laughs> You know, Ale, Ale was banging him in, in in the Bundesliga and you go, can't, can't buy a goal at the moment. You look at, you know, um, Fornals, who was one of the stars last year of the, the under-21s, yeah. Euros. I, I signed him and I thought, oh God, they've, they've picked a good one up there. And look at, look at Jack Wilshere, they've signed him, you know, on a big contract, Zabaleta. And you think, these are these are names. Andy Carroll once. Andy Carroll, you know, was, was in that, in that certainly in that bracket, yeah. It's not a triumph for scouting though, is it? No, but, but what... It, 
it fits a club that changes its mind, like the weather. So the, the club will go, right, now we want stability. We want David Moyes is going to keep us up and we're just going to get hard season pros in and we're going to work hard and we're going to give these East, East London guys what they want with the grit and the spirit. But then they stay up and they go, right, OK, right, we're going to go up to the next level. We're going to buy Champions League aspirational players. We're going to get a, a proven manager in. And it doesn't work. So they go back to another Moyes or an Allardyce or a, whoever. And then the cycle restarts and what you end up with is a squad like they've got now where you couldn't pick the first 11 if you tried you've got Mark Noble and Declan Rice and that's about it yeah. and and what you know you can you can fit the other nine around that and that's a uh, I, I agree with Kev I do feel a bit I feel I feel very sorry for West Ham fans actually because put it this way if we were going to if Liverpool were going to Upton Park on Wednesday you'd be going tough yeah. one I, as it happens you go in there and you're thinking if they draw this game, I'll be I'll be shocked, and that's that's that sums up the state that they're in. Do you think anything to vehicle? Have you seen anything? Have you watched them at all lately, or track uh, them? Yeah, I I think their first game uh, was it against Sheffield United. Have I just made that up? Where they get a last minute winner and it gets cancelled out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah equaliser. Yeah, uh, equaliser. Sorry, yeah. Um, I think from when you employ a new manager in a team. It's always that bounce back. It's that next game, and you think to yourself, "There's going to be a reaction here because it's a new, a new boss." These players have then got to impress them, get into the team, and not just that, but you can get boring with the same old stuff. Players, they, they, they can then stop believing in philosophies and the way managers um, decide to to the tactics and what games they do, and they, they can become bored. So when that first game happens, you could sort of expect a, a peak game. And to be fair, against Sheffield, they didn't play great, but they were in the game at all times. And, you know, they end up getting an equaliser, which I think should have stood. Yeah, but definitely. That's a different... I'm against that view, I mean, but that's another... <laughs> I argued drunkenly on Twitter about this. But, <laughs> but either, either way, it's it's that thing when you get a new manager and you expect the bounce back. And then if you do get a win, maybe you can string a couple of wins together. I think if they could have got that last minute equaliser, then they could have probably progressed and got a few more draws here and there and maybe even a couple more wins. But as it goes at the moment, they just look like luster all over the pitch. Felipe Anderson can't even get a goal. It's 50-50 whether he actually starts and actually, you know, he's their best player technically for me. Um, Haller, he just looks isolated up top. There's no, there's no, there's no link play between the midfield and the attack, you know, and, uh, and defensively, it just looks a bit of a shambles at times where you thought they brought in Ogbonner a couple of seasons ago and I thought, he's actually a decent player and for, for a team like West Ham, that's that's a decent buy and he's probably scored more on goals than, than Scale at this moment <laughs> in time and that is quite something to do. Um, so, with West Ham, you go there and for me, if we don't win, yeah, I'll be I'll be annoyed because of the the way in which, you know, their league form right now for West Ham and the fact that they don't get a crowd in really and it's very dead atmosphere. But at the same time, you know, you go in a game at a time, David Moyes' tactics against us just likes to sit back. And each game's different. You know, you can... Sheffield United play brilliantly against City but don't play brilliantly against us, can't lay a glove on us. It's, it's You can predict a game but you can never know the outcome of it because... You might have an off day where Liverpool had an off day against Shrewsbury, they weren't brilliant in the second half against Wolves. You know, we've had plenty of games, last se- games this season that we've looked a bit 
not at our best, which is unbelievable for what we're doing. Yeah, they had one down there last year, didn't they? On the Monday night. Liverpool. At West Ham, they had Liverpool. a terrible went in. One all, one two, yeah. two, you know, well, two, two points dropped. I can't come on to this, actually. I'll go to you on this one, Kev. It's a good time to be playing West Ham because they're a bit crap. Uh, but is but is it also equally if there can be a good time to play the, the champions elected one twenty two out twenty three, is this a bad? Are Liverpool slightly slightly off their peak at the moment? In as much as I don't think we look fantastic, we didn't look great at Wolves. You, you may draw some continuity to Shrewsbury. I don't know whether you could draw a line to to the second half at Man U or, or what have you. Are, is there are there? I suppose I'm being. I'm playing devil's advocate. Are there are there signs that Liverpool could res, return to their norm of February form, even though we may still get results? Oh, we're not on fire. As we're, we're, we're not on fire, no. But by the same token, worried. as Chloe mentioned there, we were win, we're winning games by not necessarily being on fire. And I've said on a couple of shows that Liverpool's style of play isn't the Man City go out and blow teams away five 0 It's beat what's in front of you with a level that you have to play at to that. And I think. That is what is going to prevent us having that February fall-off, which we've had in the past. So we go out and do the, the business and we don't necessarily have to be at 100% to win, which is the sign of a great team. So City City have to be at 100% or they don't win. So they, yeah. and they're showing it this season. They've got five games, they've drawn a couple as well. Whereas Liverpool just go out and do what we need to do. So listen, if, if I was West Ham, I could probably talk myself into thinking, this is a boss time to play and just do it with Shrewsbury. But in reality, I'd be thinking, fucking hell, we're in trouble here. Yeah, yeah, what do you think? We'll just look at the last few games. Tottenham away. What, no matter what you think of Mourinho and, and that Tottenham seems a tough game. Of course it is, yeah. Manchester United at the home is a tough game because of everything that go, goes on around it. Wolves is, is as tough a game as you can probably get away from home at the moment other than other than City or Liverpool. Um, West Ham isn't the same category as that and they're not in the same calibre of team or players as, as the, those three sides. So it should in theory be easy. They've had a little you know, they've had what, virtually a week's rest, most of the first team. I don't I don't imagine other than the three teams. subs. The yeah. three subs who came on yesterday, I don't think any of them are gonna play um on Wednesday night. Um I think the bigger it, the only issue I would say is how big does Mane's absence? I think he's. I think he is going to miss the game. Pretty sure he is. How big does that affect Liverpool? Because they haven't really had to deal without him at all. Yeah, you know, at all. Yeah. If anything, when they rotate the front three, it tends to be the other two that, that drop out, doesn't it? And he he plays. So I think that did affect them at Wolves because they just lost that direct threat. And Minamino's more of a a connect sort of you know drop drop off and nip the play together rather than running behind player. So just see how big that affects it. But I mean. Listen, I, I, we're talking about Liverpool not being on fire, but they win. They win there, and they win on Saturday. The twenty-two points clear by the time City kick off yeah. on the weekend, <laughs> which I think we can probably say it's done when that happens. <laughs> yeah, we've, how many times can you say it's done? Uh, let, let's let's try and look at uh, the selection poses for the manager, Chloe. I uh, would you agree I, that the nine of the positions are nailed on? There's, but there's, there's two up for grabs. I'd argue one in in midfield because because there is because we don't know if Fabinho slots straight back in or not, and it has been one up for grabs in midfield for a while. But because of the Mane void, and what would you do? Um, what do you think will happen? For me, I'd put a in on the wing just because that's usually what we've been going to in the sense of the last couple of seasons. He, he's he's up to speed. I don't know whether you could start Minamino in a game at the Premier League right now because 
you know, even after 45 minutes of the game at Wolves, he was like, no, nah, I can't, I can't do this. Like my legs, he was getting massaged and, you know, and he came out and said, I'm disappointed with, with how I've performed in my first game. And you don't want that. You know, you're playing in the Premier League, the best and most demanding league, you, you, you know, and yeah, you've played in the Champions League and you've played well against us, but this is a whole different kettle of fish. This is the best league and, you're not going to be on form straight away. You're not going to have the fitness levels that you need in this league. And for me, I think if you start Minamino, even though I think he's he's a brilliant player, I don't think he can offer you as much as Origi does. Origi wasn't good at the weekend, though. Well, to be fair, the last couple of games he's he's, he's been on. Like, it, it, it's mad, isn't it? Because we've all said, you know, him coming off the bench is absolutely class. But the last couple of games I've seen him come off the bench, he hasn't even won a header from a goal kick. Like... <laughs> He, he just, he marks the man, doesn't he? And you're a bit like, no, look at the ball, like the ball. You're <laughs> aiming for the ball. He's just pushing people out the way and just the ball goes out and like, sounds. But I think Adrigi, <laughs> but, but then saying that, you know, we played Newcastle, he, he came on and he changed the game dramatically. So I think he, you've got to start him for me because I also think if he if if you're sat there and you're Tivok Adrigi, you've been here for how many years? And then Minamino's starting ahead of you and he's only just came in. You're going to be a bit like, like what, what what's going on here? Like, you know, he's only just came in. You're starting him now in the Premier League. He, he, he came on at Wolves instead of Divock Origi, who you thought might come on. I think, I think that might be the thing that gets Origi to start because the, the, that was the wrong sub at Wolves. We should have put Origi on yeah. because we'd have stretched the game and had a bit more of a directness about him. Minamino, as you said before, he'll play sort of more between the lines. Firmino, isn't he? Yeah, he's more of a Firmino yeah. type player, exactly. Yeah. So to put him on there, and as you said, Chloe, look knackered, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like a bit of a culture shock. And we, we just criticised West Ham, but it's probably going to be a little bit, a little bit similar. Arigi, though, when he starts, nine times out of ten is absolutely <laughs> shite. He's Honestly, I know, I know. So we starting, yeah. I know he's <laughs> like, no. Do you think he could play? He could play Oxley Chamberlain and then play Cater in midfield, yeah. couldn't he? Or, or Fabinho in midfield, and he could play Oxley Chamberlain off the left. He could play. He could play two up front in Salah and Firmino, and sort of play a. I wouldn't be surprised if Oxley Chamberlain play I think he play I somewhere think, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised the fact that he didn't bring Cater on on Sunday I think might suggest that he might think you know what give him an hour at West Ham and on a big pitch and he played he started that game last year and he wasn't he, he, mixed. Took, he had a bad first half yeah he had, and then he was better in the second half so I wonder whether he might just he might just rejig the midfield and put Ox into the into the front three I thought it was interesting that he finishes with Ox for Mino and Salah on the pitch yesterday yeah. I, I, I'd put money on uh, on Oxley Chamberlain but what, what would you do in midfield Kev I mean the choices are really Fabinho Chamberlain or Keita Keita I'd, I'd like it to be Keita but I thought he would have given him minutes as a warm up um, my my initial reaction would be go with a solid a solid midfield three and just control the game because Declan Rice is obviously the supposed star man. I don't, I don't particularly rate him so as highly as other people. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's just okay. I don't think he's. I think he's been built up because he's English, which often happens. But I'd go for being Joe Henderson, Wijnaldum, just to give you the base because if we are going to put Oxley Chamberlain in the front three, that doesn't often work either. So I'd be yeah. very, I'd be I'd be more worried about giving him a, a strong base to work from. Than I would be maybe trying to fit another 
creative player in there, maybe a Cater or someone like that, because if Cater has a bit of a, a dodgy game, which he can sometimes do, and Oxley Chamberlain yeah. is having a bit of a mare on the left wing, which he has had in the past, you sort of look and think, oh, now we've gone from being the strongest team in the world here yeah. to we've got nine men and, on the pitch effectively. And it also changes your subs, doesn't it, if it's nil-nil, yeah. and you've got them two starting, and then you're looking at your bench going, we've got Fabinho to come on, or we've got Lallana to come on, or you know, you, 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 you're depriving yourself of an attacking option on the bench as well by playing both of those two. But if you I, go for the midfield three, like you can play Kate wide left, even he has played there, you know, in he, the front three, yeah, yeah, he's played, he has, you know, yeah. just, just, just as a, a ball carrying player, you know, he's not, he isn't Mane in terms of his style, but he's not, he's capable of dribbling with the ball and getting into attacking positions and goal scoring, so there's an option there, but I agree, I. I Origi did himself no favours on Sunday. No. I, I thought just, just not, not just in terms of his, you know, what came off for him, but I just thought his, his, his mentality wasn't particularly good. He looked like so, he looked like someone who didn't want to be there, and that, that's not a great look to be in this Liverpool team. No, I, I think Klopp will will need to put four attackers on the pitch because I think Moisey will play like an away like the, the away team. I think they'll part the bus. There's no evidence to suggest he'll ever do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I think we'll be however you riddle it'll be some sort of four two three one ish formation, some sort of four attackers. And Minamino may come into the mix. Curtis Jones, Curtis Jones, you can, you know, Jones. Done... it could be actually that's a really good shout. And then you could have Minamino and Rigi off the bench or something like that. Okay, I think we're going to wrap this up. But before we go, there's something I I have to announce and I want to announce. <laughs> Lizzie looking at me. As you'll have probably seen by now, the Anfield Wrap have been doing alternative commentary for a couple of the away games, which you can sync with your telly. We'll be back on the mics Wednesday night for West Ham, so download the Hot Mic app from the website, hotmic.com, can't read this, I-O, and enter the invite code Anfield Wrap, all uppercase. All one word and have a go and see what you think. That's been the Anvil Wrap in association with The Athletic. Go and check them out if you haven't already. www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash the Wrap to sign up for all their content. Thanks to Neil. Thanks to Chloe. Thanks to Kev. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.